Hey guys, welcome to week 32 of the Virtus Performance Podcast. For all you guys who have been listening for the last 32 weeks, thank you very much for your support. I hope you guys leave every podcast or turn every podcast off with having learnt something and having been able to apply everything that we talk about in your everyday lives. If you have been enjoying it, please share and subscribe. We very much enjoy for the reach to grow and the the amount of people listening to it to grow so that we can start or continue to make the world a better place one person at a time. Today I sat down with Carlo Cirillo and Ed Wisher and we talked about all things gratitude. We talked about finding your purpose and trying to enjoy every day and find the little things that you love to do every day and to chase those things regardless of what you're currently doing at at that time. Uh, It was a very, very enjoyable conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Carlo, Ed, welcome to the podcast, week 32. Afternoon. Pleasure. <laughs> What's, uh, what have you boys been up to today so far? Well, we're having a coffee at the Whiny Cow. Treat yourself. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, a uh, bit of food. Sorry, common folk. Um, <laughs> and you've interviewed Carlo already? Yes, Carlo tonight. has featured once on the Human Happiness Project. It will be two times by the new year, I think we're planning. Yeah. Yeah. That's and um, that's how we sort of linked up. I thought he was, he was probably one of my better interviews. Um, very... Very good with his introspection, and I thought, you know, he needs to talk about people. Much headwalking yeah. from Carlo at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, uh, he's had a bit of experience in a semi-professional sporting field, which I thought was just good for Virtus. Definitely talk about entre- Entrepreneurship, so um, I just thought it'd be a good theme to link into the podcast. Beautiful. Carlo, first question for you. Yes. What gets you out of bed in the morning? My alarm. <laughs> My seven... Seven alarms? So you're one of, the, you're alarm. one of those guys? Yeah. Yeah, I am too. It's definitely like it's a four o'clock or... 405, 408, 410, <laughs> or 410, um, and then it just keeps going until 6 o'clock, and some mornings it's like, why do you do it to yourself? <laughs> as much as I say I'm motivated, some mornings it's just like, I need the extra sleep, and then I think I'm getting used to my alarm, it's that alarm one that goes, <laughs> so everyone in the house wakes up, and I just go, oh, God, that sounds for me. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> But now I'm going to change up the song or something like that. I used to have a... Have you seen those light ones? The uh, dim alarms? No. There's no noise. It just... Your room's got to be pitch black. And it just slowly starts... Brings light until it goes yeah. to really bright and that's supposed to wake up you. The sun also does, does that. But then you can't tell it what time. You can't rely on that, Lucky. You can't rely on that, mate. That's fair. That's fair. And then KP will yell at me for not having the... Uh, the, the blinds down yeah. having a pitch black I'll get in trouble blinds open sure I'm all blinds yeah. open but yeah. oh it's so much if the sun's coming up and you're waking up that way just actually to do with his circadian rhythm hang it's on, way easier hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. the sun comes up at like 8 o'clock where I live okay, really so well. what yeah it's still dark and, I suppose it depends on the time of year but yeah okay that's fair I'm well, coming I'm finishing at the gym when the sun's still not up yet so that's 
Yeah. Fair. Well, from a philosophical sense, what gets you out of bed in the morning? Being alive. Ooh. Why do you enjoy that so much? It's kind of a Gary V rant that we go on to. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like, why not? I, I, I've got... I see my life as, as a privilege and it's just like, I'm here. Why not do something with it and... I love that. And live. Like, I don't know, maybe I've been through just my experience of life and my challenges and realisations and it's just like, I, I enjoy this thing. You never know what's going to happen. What's the beauty of it? Do you, do you think you have that, that, I guess, mindset and that view on the world gives you really good perspective and gratitude about taking every day as it comes? Yeah, 100%. Gratitude is... Gratitude is my what thing. are three things you're grateful for today? I would say, do you want specifics or you just yeah, hit me. Give me some. Line? Give me some specifics. Oof, am I going to teach you something today? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're today. That's what we're here for. Man. Excellent. So today, I'm going to say number one. I'm sincerely grateful for the drive all the way out here. So it took me an hour and a half to get here this morning, and it's just like I was driving. There was no traffic at all. Um, it's a beautiful day outside, and I was driving alongside the beach. And it's like, man, I could be. I could, be in, yeah, I could be in such a shit part of the world. I could have no car. I could, um, you know, have no friends to come see. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, just good. I was just like, man, there's no... I didn't have the music on. Just was just, just driving. Just listening and thinking. Just thinking. Had the windows down. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Like, doesn't need to be a Ferrari convertible. Got my Holden Cruise. And I'm like, this is, this is good. Like, I like that. I'm, I'm in Melbourne, catching up with friends. Sun's out. And blue skies. Yeah. Even if it's raining, it's still good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, number two would be... Yeah, catch up with Ed. That was good. Because I oh, The only reason I'm out here is because of him. Yeah, so how do you two know each other? It was weird. It was... He was interviewing my housemate, and then I just happened to be there. And it was like, hey, hey who are you? So, One of those mental yeah, to be moments. Well, it's like it's sort, of, sort of something that's happened through the project. I sort of keep on gathering people around me that are like-minded, mm. staying in contact with the ones that sort of really resonate with me. So Carly, like I said before, is one of the better interviews and um, a very unique perspective in terms of his... You hear a lot of people sort of talking about gratitude and it sounds very appealing and as you probably... We all see on social media, it's very, very... It's like a very flavour of the month. A lot of people do it, but he's one of the few people I know um, I suppose I know well enough to see that he actually practices it every day not just like you probably heard it when he was driving like I'm thankful the drive but then he's like why like he'll tell you why so yeah. he's actually thought yeah. about it yeah rather so, than um, just oh it's yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a nice day yeah but if it's raining you still got to enjoy it you exactly. still find the, so, way, yeah. the little things to enjoy it. did that gratitude come naturally or was it something you've kind of worked out over the last <laughs> few years it was, it was a met, like a guy in my life that came in at the, at the right time. I was at a seminar, uh, seminar, speak clearly, um, <laughs> and uh, like I'm sure you've been to different seminars and stuff like that. It was the main guy speaking. It was a, it was a personal development type one. Yeah. Main guy was speaking, but then there was one guy that just, as soon as you entered the room, he was like, hey, like, look, he looked into your eyes and was just like, hey, how are you? Like, what's your name? Yeah, yeah. awesome. Enjoy, enjoy today. He wasn't the person facilitating, but he was part of the company and yeah. I was like this guy's a, something about him I want to go talk to him and then after the thing finished everyone went to the main speaker to talk to him, just you know, say hello and introduce yeah. themselves I'm going to go to this guy because there's something about him that I just want to know about and um, ended up hearing his story he's got a great story as well and then he asked me about mine and it was just at, a, at that time where for me I'd just come out of 
I guess realizing that soccer wasn't my whole life and at that time it had been years of pursuing soccer on, yep. on every level and it was kind of I lost my identity and then I wasn't I wasn't looking at it I wasn't seeing the benefits from it I was like I did it but I I did well but I didn't do good enough and I didn't make where I wanted to so that means that I'm going to do that in everything I do type thing and he made me realize that you know why am I grateful for that experience but then also he took me through a gratitude mastermind, which then had that big of impact on me that I started doing that for people. And yeah, then it cool. just, like you were saying before, it's, you can be very surface level with it and say, I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for my family. But I'm that person that will dig deeper because I ask nearly everyone I speak to, what are you most grateful for today? Don't do three that. or 10 or 20 things. What are you most grateful for today? One thing and go specifically. Deep. If it's family, that's not specific. Mm. Who? Yeah. Who in your family? And okay, why? it's it's mum. Okay, why? And then they'll say why, but then what's that specific moment you're grateful for? Because mm. once you get down to that specific, it's like goal setting. Same sort of thing. If you get down to those specifics, specifics, then you know you, you see gratitude for everything. You can go from this bottle of water, this piece of paper, to my keys, to my car, to the day, to the sun, to the window. Like it's, you trace things back to, for everything to come out. Like it was coffee. Um, I can't remember which podcast I was listening to, but this one guy has written a book on thanking everyone that had to do with his cup of coffee in the morning. So he went and thanked the baristas. He went and thanked... Um, the cafe owners but then he went to Colombia and like thank the truck drivers <laughs> yeah. that transport the, the beans then it was the farmers then it was the that's a cool idea the I people like that. that sell the, the chemicals what's that, the book called I don't know I don't I, I need to look that I'm up I'm sure it'd be pretty easy to find it's just every you can find gratitude for everything and the people that I speak to and it's probably just my um I guess the vibe that I get from people, if someone says, if I say, what are you grateful for? And they say, oh, nothing. I'm like, what? Yeah. I, I'm literally ending the conversation or the coffee yeah. in the next 10 minutes and getting out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just like, from a metaphorical sense, they're just looking at the ground, not enjoying everything yeah. around them. They're not yeah. allowing themselves to look up. And like, yeah, like you said, you could look at almost everything in this room and you could walk outside and do exactly the same thing yeah. and look at it, how beautiful it is and how amazing mm -hmm. it is and how incredible it is. And we, and you, like you're right, we're pretty lucky to live in this part of the world. Yeah. So it's it's not a, it shouldn't be a very difficult thing to be grateful, yeah. but a lot of people struggle with it. Yeah. What, what are the what are the main things you learned in that gratitude mastermind that you're able to, I guess, project onto people that you meet? So it was understanding a deep level of gratitude for everything. And yeah, then each like it was saying, why? Yeah. Because... It's good to know that one thing like we're saying, but then getting specific and knowing why, then you can be thankful for it because that's what gratitude is. Being mm -hmm. grateful is being thankful. Then you accept it for what it is. And then for me, I believe that ties back to you know, being happy, being thankful, being at peace with everything because everything plays its role. We could be in such different situations if things went left instead of right. Or the opposite yeah. way. So seeing everything for what it is and appreciating that, you can accept things for what mm. they are. Yeah, regardless of whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing, because like, and I'm definitely one that I can say that all of the the shitty things that have happened in my life have led to better things happening yeah. and led to being in a better spot. And I'm sure you could say the same thing yeah. with with soccer. Yeah. Like you're probably in a better spot now than you like mentally and yeah. and 
and uh, psychologically than you were then. Yeah. So what's what's one thing for you? What's the this might get a bit too mate, for you, but if all you're good, that's here honest, for. what's the worst moment of your life? Something that you would go, there's so many negatives to this. Uni games day three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uni games day three was was tough. Uh, but nothing a Barocca and orange juice and a McMuffin can't fix, Edward. Uh, the <laughs> Don't remember you having that at all. I'm pretty sure you kept drinking. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever works. Yeah. Like, um, all for it. I think, and I've been pretty fortunate to not have any horrendous, horrific things happen. I, I think the most front of mind thing is is I started the gym with a business partner, Jesse. Yep. Um, and we were kind of rolling and about 12 months in he pulled the pin and just didn't want to be doing it anymore and I was kind of in a stage where I was playing playing footy playing BFL footy I was um, we just bought a house I just started paying a mortgage had a girlfriend of a long time um, had and it was just an accumulation of a lot of little things but then to go from being 50-50 owner to 100% owner and having to go through the, the process of of buying buying him out and mm. and then going holy shit I've got to run this whole thing by myself yep. all of the liabilities you know obviously double and the responsibilities double and I was kind of like well holy shit what am I going to do and I look back at that that time and it was a really tough three two three four months yeah but now I can look at it and say and that was the best thing that could have possibly happened for me and for my business yep. because one, it made me grow up real quick yep. <laughs> and I think I was, I thought I was fairly mature and fairly switched on and knew kind of what I was doing but and wor- was working hard and, and I was to a point but yep. I found another couple of gears um, which was cool and it's allowed me to one, le- learn to l- rely and lean on people when I need it but at the same time know when I just need to run, grab the ball and run with it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, although that was a, a shit time um, and it's kind of front of mind because we've just hit, I think it's just over a year now. Yep. So, yeah, that that's kind of led to, you know, our team growing from, I think, 6 to 14 and the, the gym growing in terms of people coming in and we're able to help more people now. So yep. my, my why of being able to educate and empower people to improve through health, fitness, performance, all of those kind of things has just been strengthened over the last 12 months yeah. because I've been put, well, I was put in that situation. Yeah. So in asking that, I would, well, you really answered the next question, which was <laughs> why are you grateful for that moment? And that's where you, you would either go left or right because I've, mm. I've even got it here. Like it, it's a quote from Shakespeare, nothing is either good nor bad. It is thinking which makes it so. So you, oh, every, every event in life is neutral and as hard as that yeah. is to look at, everything's neutral. You just attach uh, the emotion and the thought behind it which makes mm. it a positive or a negative because something to me that's positive could be a negative to you now that experience is your experience some exactly. people will say oh that's nothing or some people say that'd be the worst thing ever yeah. but it's perspective on what they've been through in their life and all that so for you looking at that and saying that's the, the most challenging the worst thing that could have ever happened at the time yeah going back and seeing what you're grateful for mm. you, you reset yeah. like, we don't even need to go deeper on that because you took the lessons from it mm. and you moved on you could have went the opposite way and got super depressed upset <laughs> given up and yeah. and where would we be yeah and I think that's but that positive mindset like I probably never like I doubted whether we'd 
be able to keep the doors open some months and things mm-hmm. like that. But at the same time, if you'd asked me if we were going to fail, I wouldn't like there wouldn't have been a, a hope in the world. I would have said anything, but but not a chance, not a chance, because I was. I was so committed and so dedicated to making it work that mm. I was going to make it work no matter what. Yeah. And and that's like that's probably like to go deeper. It was probably a mindset that's been instilled by my parents and the yeah. people around me because you know I see how hard everyone else around me works and how much effort they put into all the things they do. And because I'm in that environment weekly, daily, um, especially like with, especially with footy being in that professional environment yeah. where you see people working so incredibly hard day in day out, I was always going to do that. Yeah. And I had the team around me that was that were willing to, you know, jump on board and come on the ride with me. So it was always going to be that way. And I think that I could have, like you said, looked at that situation as a negative thing, which I there were a couple of days there I did. Yeah. But then I was able to kind of pull myself out of that negative thought pattern and go, well, this is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all mine now. I can make yeah. decisions I want. I can, you know, if I if I fuck up, it's on me. Which. I love that side of things yeah. even more because I yeah, can't blame sure. anyone. And yeah. if there's something needs to be done, I have to do it. Yeah. If something fucks up, I have to fix it. Yeah. And that's kind of it's a pretty liberating feeling. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. I love that side of it. And it's not it's not coming from the point of always being positive because yeah. there's always the up down. I think it's being being neutral, having low highs and high lows. Yeah. But within uh, practicing gratitude for all those things. Mm-hmm. You see it for what it is. You accept it for what it is. It happened. Yeah. For there's things you can control, like your emotions and your reactions to what happens. The things are gonna happen. Yeah. If it rains tomorrow, I can't control that, but I can control whether I go. Well, this is a shit day. It's a write off. Yeah. Or, and it's just another day. I'm alive. Like, learn a dance in the rain, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you took the lessons from it. I think that's what gratitude can help you accept it. See it for what it is, which is just a neutral moment. Mm-hmm. If you want to move forward, which I think everyone wants to move forward and enjoy life, mm. take the positives out of it and move on with it. Learn from it yeah. and move on. What advice would you have for the people that get stuck in that kind of negative thought pattern and just say, no, nah, it's too hard, it's not going to work? You know, for in, when, when they're, just, that yeah, when they're, challenged, when they're, they're faced with a challenge or they're stuck in a job they don't like yep. or they're stuck in a relationship that's not healthy for them. And they're just telling themselves that they can't get out of it and they're not going to move forward and they're, you know, because it is very easy for people to get stuck in that pattern. Yeah. What advice would you have for them? It'd be to find gratitude, but that's, it's, I've got to figure out a way to get it out there. Maybe I have to write like a PDF of something (laughs) on steps to do that I got taught because it's, if you can find so many ways to be grateful for whatever situation you're in, you see it for what it is. So, yeah. for instance, I'm, you know, we see, we were talking about this before, we're working jobs that we don't love, but it's an, what did you say, it wasn't ends for means? Means for men. Yeah, it's, it's, it's paying the bills, yeah. but we're still pursuing our passions on the side because it's building up to that. And we, look, I'd love to just quit it tomorrow <laughs> and start everything else, but bills yeah. to pay, stuff to do. But it's a process. Yeah. Like, this allows you to put yes. yourself in a position to do the other things. Yeah, and I've worked 30 different jobs, mm. like not even joking. Yeah. There's so many things that I've done. And I could either go, okay, I'm a failure because of that, and I, I never got um, like fired or anything, but it's like, if I'm in this job now that I don't, look, I, I enjoy it because I see the good things out of it, but if I was looking at it going, this is bad, like my situation's bad, yeah. if I can flip that and go, okay, this is what I'm in at the moment, I don't want to be here, so what can I learn from this, and what can I do to get to from A to B? Yeah, and then use that as fuel and as tools to then get to B, mm. and then to C, and then to and D. Because you might not get to B, yeah. you might go to C, 
but it's that's just what happened so mm. at the same time it's like I don't think that like look, say you know the worst thing that could happen to me would be someone in my family passing away like that'd be terrible like, for me that's the fear of like, I don't, if I go fine but if it's someone that I know like yeah. my family it'd be terrible but it's not saying that I'm not going to emotionally feel upset it's that you look at it from the gratitude perspective where it's like I'm grateful for their life that I, they had yeah. and what can I learn from that maybe it's to have better relationship with my another family member mm. or with my friends or to value life more yeah and to utilize the time you do have with the people that are that are still around yeah it's yeah it's just the, a, the big focus is because some people say that you're always so, so positive and optimistic mm. and I'm like yeah I've been trained optimism from the books I read the podcasts I listen to the people I surround yeah. myself with but it's not that I'm saying that's not a shit situation because if I was to drive out of here and get hit by a car <laughs> it's a shit situation yeah, exactly. but if I survive I'm going to go well I could have died could be worse so yeah. what do I learn hey maybe look both ways yeah. like but it's a self-fulfilling like prophecy. Like if you tell you, if you get hit by a car and you tell yourself, oh, "I've been hit by a car. I'm, you know, it's, I'm going to spend ten months in rehab. I'm going to have to do all this hard work. It's going to be so shit. I'm going to be so miserable. You're going to be miserable. Yeah. But if you go, you know what? I'm lucky that I'm still alive. You know, I can. I'm like, I'm fortunate that I'm able to spend this time in rehab and, and get back. And then you're going to be back and moving around and yeah. doing all the things you want to be doing anyway. One of the words you said before, identity with mm-hmm. soccer, and it's something that I've had, I've dealt with as well with like moving on from football. I listened to that podcast. Yeah, yeah and it's and it's an inter- and it's an interesting one because it's something that I never really realised that, that I put so much of my identity in what I did rather than who I was. Mm-hmm. How did you, I guess, struggle with identity when you was it when you moved back from Europe or? Yeah. So. Growing up, like it was always soccer for me, and fortunately enough, I had a bit more talent than the people around me at local level. Yeah, went to the next level, had a bit more talent there, went to the next level, and then it ended up me going overseas. So I was known for playing soccer. It was Carlo, I used to have an afro, so it was like the kid with the afro that <laughs> played soccer. And every time I seen someone, it was how's soccer going? How's soccer? How's, yeah. how's you know, how was overseas? How was soccer? How are you doing in soccer? Yeah, you know, how was the weekend? Are you still playing soccer? Like, yeah. that's the question I still get. And from going overseas and t- taking, you know, being grateful for that whole experience of a lot of things went wrong. A lot of things didn't happen in my favor and I didn't make professional. And that's, it was hard at the time. But now it's like, well, it put me on a certain path. I met certain people and now I'm, I, I came back here and said, I'll just, I, I remember hearing your podcast about the, the limits that you have. And as much as I, I, I like both of your views on it, I'm in the middle because it's like, could I have worked harder? Mm. But then it's also like I had a limit to where I was at that point and was I working harder? But that's a whole yeah. different story. Yeah. Um, but going into that with the identity, it was when I came back and I realized it wasn't, I wasn't pursuing it for reasons that was meaningful to me. It was basically I wanted to make it because it was just a childhood dream mm. and being rich and famous. Like just wanted to play for Australia. Yeah. There was no, and I think that's still fine. If someone wants to do that, yeah. Go for it. Like, it's for some people, that turns them on. For me, it was just like, eh. And I was doing a lot of self-development stuff and listening to people like Tony Roberts and stuff like that. And I loved the notion of impacting someone's life in a better life in a better way. Yeah. And to me, it was like, I want to have businesses. I want to impact people in, in more direct ways than being a soccer player. And for me, I wasn't enjoying it. Like, because I wasn't enjoying it, it 
wasn't a passion anymore. It was more like a a chore. Yeah. And then I fell out of love with it. Didn't play for a year, or it happened to be injuries as well. Had a year off, and now since moving back to Mildura, I play local level for the team that I played for for ten years when I was a junior. Awesome. And I've had the best season I've ever had. I play Tuesday nights seven aside, Thursday nights indoor, and I've you're back enjoying yeah, it. I, I love it because I'm playing with my cousins. I'm playing with my little brother. I'm. It's not something I'm going to pursue and chase again, but it's now I see it for what it is. It's a sport that I love, and I can keep that. But before it was, how's soccer going? Well, and even now, what what happened with soccer? He's not playing yeah. soccer anymore, and it's like, and I, who did I have asked? I think it was it was a a guy I used to play with ages ago. His mum, and she was like, "What? Like, what happened? Why aren't you playing soccer anymore?" And I'm like, it "Just wasn't a passion anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I did it. I loved it, but found out I had other passions in life. And for some people, that's hard because they stay oh, yeah. in the same thing forever because they don't know any different. They don't want to leave that comfort. Mm. And to me, it was like, I'm not going to waste my time on earth doing something I don't. I'm not passionate about or I don't see the benefit from. And to me, it was great. But and the lifestyle was good at the time but for now it was like nah but it was an experience and it's something that's yeah. allowed you to move from where you were to where you are now yeah got to see the world got to meet a lot of good people too what was it what was it like moving overseas to follow your childhood dream oh, man it's it's a story of how that come about like it's I had a car accident in I think it was 2013 or 14 um, and then from that car accident lucky I was survived obviously Um, (laughs) but it was kind of that you know people have those wake up moments and it was like I was seeing a sports psychologist after that because it was still like there was that cloud in my head and I was like what do you really want to do and at that time it was soccer Yeah, it was like I want to do this and I was in a long term relationship and I was only 18 and it was like what are you going to do you're either going to regret not going or you're going to regret um, you know going over and and then not staying so I was like well I'd rather have the regret of um, not have the regret of not going and yeah. trying. So when I found an agent, went over, but we went over at the wrong time as well. Um, and then, like I said, it wasn't a good experience at the start because every trial I went to was unsuccessful. Just didn't adapt to yeah. the, the Dutch weather and playing style and just had terrible games. Like yeah. it was, you know, those games where you're playing and you're just like, this isn't me. What am I doing? Why is no pass going straight? Like, yeah. Legs were. So it just wasn't happening. And then my agent pretty much dropped me on the spot and said, you should go back home and like not play soccer, do something else. And for me, that was like, went through a big breakup to go over there and give up everything, leave my family to go overseas, spend all my money and go over there. And then to have your dream, basically people say, you're not going to make it. You should stop was a shit moment. But then from there, I, you know, just, like you were saying before, I took ownership on myself, found a team, mm-hmm. ended up staying there for two seasons, and that experience was incredible. We like were living close to Amsterdam, um, the whole culture of all that. Like I love, I love the Netherlands. Like it, it's amazing. We learned the language. We were driving to Paris on our international breaks. Yeah. Um, London, like just yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's an amazing. Experience. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. What's uh, what are you doing at the moment? So what, you've come come back from. Yep. From the Netherlands. Yep. Uh, what are your What are your days filled with at the moment? So now, um, well, graphic designer just basically to get by. Yep. Uh, and then working on our, our companies and brands, which is Snackbox Co. And then all the brands that come underneath that. Awesome. What's your What's your mission with Snackbox Co. Is to 
I guess with the workplace side of things with Snack Posco is to make workplaces healthier. And then with the brands underneath, we've got School Snack Box, which is to make kids healthier. And then with the tailored snack boxes is to make homes healthier. I like that. So just through healthy snacking, no no food meal meals made or anything like that. It's just with snacks, having healthy alternatives than what's available. I like that. It's really simple. Yeah, and it's that you deliver them to it, right? Yeah, so it's monthly subscription type things, uh, whether to workplaces or home or to parents at home to give to kids. It's just taking the ease and the stress and the thought out of what, instead of going to the supermarket and thinking what's actually healthy, reading the back and going, well, I don't fucking know, like the sugar is this high no matter if it's natural or not natural. Yeah. What's, what do I do? Yeah, what, what do I do? And no, like, I don't have nutritionist or dietitian certificates behind me. So, even I was going in there going, and I'm a pretty healthy dude, I consider myself. So it was like, what's actually good? And then um, we've, we've found a lot of suppliers and a lot of products that are good, and we just want to take that ease out of it. So if I'm having my, my co-directors that have three kids in primary school and my sister that has four kids under six, yep. I don't have any kids, but I see the stress they have oh, in yeah. choosing stuff, and it's like, well, it's a niche market, but there's a gap, and I'm going to go for it. I like it. That's really cool. So you two are basically fighting each other for people's lunchboxes. Me? Cadbury. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'd like to say we're winning at the moment. Um, I think we're doing a little bit better. Definitely winning. Yeah, but, um, a little bit more of a market share, but... Uh, yeah. No comment. It's going to end up in the fucking glassing here. It's <laughs> all right, mate. Just be graceful when you're losing. Get, get to a punch. Ah, oh, look, you can take that one. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'll kick you. Is that? Do you love what you do at the moment? I do, and it's much. We were talking about this before. Yeah. I'm in a season in my life where I'm working more than I've ever worked before. So working, uh, you know, graphic design, you know, doing the company stuff, which is there's no paid hours for that. Yeah. It's my, like you said, taking all the ownership. It's yours. There's three of us running three, four brands. So yeah. if it doesn't get done, it's on me. So I have to put in the hours. And I love it because as much as I'm not getting paid for it, which you know a lot of people would see that and go, oh, it's a waste of time. I'd rather get paid doing something else. Yeah. It's just that motivation that I've got that I can create a legacy through this. I can create You're a business. something that's bigger than yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then even through doing that, like, it's there's so many avenues that can come off of that. And there's so many other passions I've got as well that are building on the side of that, that it's just, I love doing it because right now it's my passion and it's all like that, that might change. It might not. This might, I might be the snack king for the, you know, might become that and be that for the next 30 years. Yeah. Who knows? I'm open to whatever happens. That's cool. Do you, do you enjoy having that, I guess, openness rather than going, this is what I'm going to be doing? I see pros and cons. Mm. I see, you see some people that are like, I'm doing something and I'm going to cut all tires, draw the line in the sand and you know, give up my job and just pursue that. Yeah. But then, you know, most like more, more so often than not is people that fail or find hurdles, then they go, ah, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have cut all my tires. But now I'm like, if I have openness, it, like we were saying before about the gratitude, if something bad happens, let's say all my companies went to and brands went to nothing. I'll look at it and go, well, that's shit. Like, I thought this was going to work. Yeah. But, and I've had it happen before in, in different companies that I was in doing with, with uh, network marketing and stuff like that. I had massive teams all over the world yeah. and it went to nothing within a space of a couple of months. And it's like, well, I'm still alive. I've got the knowledge that I've got and what can I take from this to go into the next thing? And that's with everything. If, yeah. if, even if you're in relationships, if you have someone and it doesn't work out, you learn the lessons from it, you go to the next thing. 
Yeah. Same, like, same with the businesses. Yeah, and it allows you to <clears throat> to take every lesson as a positive because you learn. Like even if you like you fuck up or yeah. the companies don't work, that's just another step towards where you're going. Yeah, and on our magical yeah. journey journey through the yeah. universe, like. It's really easy for, for us to kind of look at something and go, that, that was shit. I didn't learn anything from that. Yeah. Um, but now I'm just going to stay here. But you're able to go, well, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to move forward. Again, it's that comes back to that. What are the things we can control and what are the things we can't control? Yeah. And if for some reason, let's say the government steps in and said, for some reason, we don't want snacks in the world in Australia. <laughs> yeah. For some reason. Yeah. It would be bad for both of us. But like, and they just go, or let's say, Cadbury's come in and just go, nah, like we're, you're not yeah. doing that, we're suing you for something. Yeah. It'd just be like, well. Don't get any ideas, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Why, <laughs> I think it was Jim Rowan or someone like that that I was reading it. It's just have the attitude of whatever happens in any situation, just go, hmm, interesting, and see it for what it is and then yeah. move on from it. Don't, don't react in a, you know, such a volatile way that, you know, it's gonna, you're not gonna learn from it. So yeah. if I'm going, Oh, that's that's interesting. If I meet someone, say for instance, we'll talk about this before. I've got I've met so many just different scale people lately. One was very heavy Christian, and whatever your beliefs are, whatever, go for it. But she wasn't accepting to any other like yeah. belief, and I was like, that's interesting. I want to get to know you because I want to know why you think that. And having that open mindedness of that is just you you get to understand people a lot more. Yeah. And understand those situations that when they happen, you can go, well, whether it's happened for a reason, if you believe that, great. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I think that, you know, the whole Chris Sarah, Sarah, you know, what will be, will be. It's happened. You can't change what happened before. Yes, well, go with it. Yeah. Work but, it out. But then if you get to know someone deeper, you start to understand their reasoning behind doing certain yeah. things. And then you're kind of on the same page and you start to realize that your, th- your thinking isn't necessarily completely different to theirs. There's gonna, it's going to link up and there's going to be ties. Why do you think that? So, Well, I think I'm someone who's... I, you said it before as well. What did I say? It was about the hard work. Yeah. Why are you so hardworking? Just me. Yeah. It's just... Well, like, what influenced that? Well, it's probably my parents. Yeah. And, and, and my... Yeah. And... The, and the environment I grew up in and, I, and obviously people that yeah. are heavily Christian aren't necessarily uh, most I don't, don't have numbers I could make up a stat I think nah. 87% of, uh, <laughs> of fundamentalist Christians are, uh, but I, I assume they, they grow up in that environment yeah. so that's what they know and that's all they know and I'm someone that grew up in an environment which was very much a believe what you want to believe yeah um, we're not going to push you in any any direction. Yeah. So I was lucky in that aspect, but I went through a phase where I was very, very anti-religion, and yeah. I'm still very anti-religion, but I'm very accommodating for anyone's yes. thoughts, yes. and I will talk to anyone. Yeah. And having on this podcast and having a lot of really cool conversations with people that are um, very religious and are you know practicing Christians have their beliefs have yeah. their beliefs. You start to realize that we're not we're not that different. No, like. You know, one of the guys I had on, Sammy, um, a couple of, oh, it was a while ago now, a couple of months ago, but he's he comes from the church and I come from the other side, but the way we live our lives and the way we think about things and the way we attack business and things like that, it's very, very similar. Yeah. We kind of have the same philosophies, just they yeah. come from either end. And I think that when you 
just go, no, nah, that's bullshit, and close yourself up to it. Mm. You're never going to learn. You're never going to yep. allow yourself to adapt. But you miss out on meeting some really cool people. Mm-hmm. Like some of the best people I know and some of my favorite people in the world disagree with me on some really fundamental issues or on how they live their lives or yep. things like that. But then you find common ground and you think, this person's amazing. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and I'm sure, like, Ed, that's probably something that you found yes. through the Happiness Project. When people are able to be open to other people's ideas, they're probably going to be happier. 100%. 100%. I think, um, but you find that on either side of the scale that you see super religious people. Um, maybe not so in Christianity because it's a little bit more enlightened than other religions. Um, I'm going to tiptoe around that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, you see clothes off people, and they genuinely are because they just sort of uh, corral themselves into this little corner where they're always right, and it usually has a sense of... Mm. Their point of view, when you close yourself mm. off, like, sort of has a sense of uh, importance behind it, and I guess um, it's like a negative feedback loop where they sort of believe their own bullshit to the point where, like, there's yeah. just these walls up, and it's, when, as soon as you don't let anyone in... It's like the sort of things like, it's like, I don't know, the dumbest analogy I can think of is like YouTube where you see, like see something that's aligned with your sort of values and then you sort of go down this rabbit hole. And of, you just watch every video. And then you're like, and you're like well, I'm right, obviously. <laughs> just closing yourself off. But really, you're just surrounding yourself with like-minded people. I think it's a very yeah. good grounding experience to talk to people with an opposing view of yours. Yeah. But I, like I can, and from a like another analogy, if I, if I use my professional development as a personal trainer or strength coach or performance coach or exercise scientists or rehabilitation specialists, whatever like term you use because there's so many out there if I just went you know what I'm just going to put people around me that agree with exactly what I do then I'm then in 10 years I'm going to be doing exactly the same sessions yeah. I'm going to be teaching people exactly the same way and like that would be one of the worst things that could possibly happen for mm. me in my personal development and for my clients because I'm there to help them improve yeah. and you know I love it when you know, one of my staff members says, why are you doing it like that? Why don't you try it like this? Or, you know, we do a PD that changes the way we think about yeah. some, one of our fundamentals. And it's exactly the same thing. If you stay in that, nah, three sets of 10 for everything's the best way to do go about it. And you don't have context and you don't well, have... It leads to go at the gym said it was. Exactly. Pick six exercises, three by 12, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I seen it on, on the net. Like, yeah. it's legit. And he lifts weights and he's got big biceps. So he must be right. There you he's go. on YouTube, so he has, yeah. to, he has to be qualified. <laughs> you can see that with anything. Like, I see that with training, with diets, with yeah. whether you're paleo, vegan, meat eater, whatever. Mm. There's basically nearly proof to prove everything. And there's always someone that's going to disagree or agree with you. So. Yeah. Look, I think I seen the other day, it was like, um, why eating a donut a day is good for you. Like, it's just, <laughs> there's articles that are yeah. going to be up there that's written by no one that someone's going to go, yes, that's like my belief. <laughs> Screenshot that, send it to, yeah, send send it to your mates who you eat donuts with and, and then yeah. you're good. But it's, it's that, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about it on maybe Rogan's podcast and it was just, they were talking about Flat Earth Theory and all the yeah, like, yeah. fucking peanuts that are, that are banging ah, on about ah, that. Ah, hey, ah, hey. I don't believe that people actually believe the world's flat. Surely not. <laughs> Look. Uh, what do you mean? It is, what other show it, it, is, it is what it is. There's a nice <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But, 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 but have you he, the way... Like, <laughs> have you... I've done my research, mate. <laughs> Ten trials. Yeah, exactly. But the way he described it was that I... That he was arguing with someone about it and he said, well, what evidence do I need to give you to show you that this... 
that it isn't flat. That is, and they're like, I need pictures, I need this, and I need this. And he did that, and they still didn't believe him. And yeah. it's just, but that's that closed-minded attitude of, I'm not going to believe you no matter what evidence you give me. Yes. Like, yeah. Anyway, it's yeah, it's a really like we could talk for a long time about this, and <laughs> there is no right or wrong. Because but there is if you've got a belief and you think that me going to the gym three times a week I'm getting better results than going five I'm not right or wrong it's whatever works for that person That's now there's, true. there's fundamental there's things always that are right certain things and yes. ways to tweak it yes but my my whole attitude on that and I've seen it over the past year is meet everyone with compassion and yeah. that's something Ed talks about a lot is yeah. have an like you said have an open mind because for instance, someone that's grown up in a different yeah. um, environment to me and does a certain th- thing different to me, I'm intrigued because it's like, why? Mm. Why did? How did you grow up different to me? That decision and that why decision? do you yeah. believe and do those certain things? Because I'm me. Like I've got my own experience, and it's like with you guys. Like I'm intrigued to know. Like I was saying this morning, what's your morning rituals? What do you do this? Why do you train like this? Why do you eat like this? Like me everyone with compassion and then you just you learn from everyone and that's what every conversation I have I'm trying to learn yeah but then you as a person your personality your like day to day living is moulded by like stealing little bits of each person that you meet exactly and you know like you talking about the way you you look at gratitude this morning I'm like that's awesome like oh like I want to like I love having those thoughts when I'm driving in the car and yeah. looking at looking at the sun going down and listening to one of my favorite songs and going, life's pretty good. And it's and it's something that when you're able to, and I hope a lot of people listening to the podcast are able to have that same feeling next time they're in the car, yeah. windows down, whatever, and they're actually able to have happiness in that moment yeah. because then they're just learning off, yeah. off other people. How did you answer Ed's question this morning of what is happiness to you? He didn't ask me. He asked a long time ago. How uh, how would you answer it now? Happiness to me would be being grateful, having gratitude, and pursuing things that are meaningful to you and doing things that are meaningful to you. I like it. I like it. That's really, really really cool. Who Who are the people that you look up to the most? I think I've got them for like different different areas. Di- of your yeah, life. different yeah. areas of my life. Like, like every, nearly every person I come in contact with, there's there's something that I admire yeah. in in different people because they all bring something different to the yeah. table. Everyone's and, got a story. Yeah, and like, I'd say like the main ones are like the people I listen to in podcasts for business and mindsets because mindsets a big thing that I'm just in love with at the moment. Personal yeah. development, all that sort of stuff. Tom Barlew, uh, Aubrey Marcus, Lewis yeah. Howes. Those types of people that, and, and I'm like, I do long drives. I'm always in my car. As we were talking about before, I'm yep. not a reader, but I, I listen a lot to books and stuff like that. And if I can, it's basically, they're my three best mates at the moment because I hear them yeah. for like seven hours a day. And they're interviewing people that I'm intrigued by and that have that awareness and consciousness to, whether it's human optimization or business or relationships, I'm soaking it all in mm. and and as we're talking about before religion i've heard from all different people i've got friends in that do different things people that work out people that eat different things and i take what i want from each i person. trial and then i what works for me i do it and i don't judge anyone for it mm. and this is where i see people that they meet people and they go like you're saying before no that's right they have that closed mind like no you're yeah. wrong <laughs> like who gives a shit like yeah. really does it really matter if they're wrong and i've had cases where it's 
for me, people will hear my view on something and I'm, I think I'm a pretty open-minded guy. I'm like, look, I believe this, but if you don't, that's okay. Like, yeah. I'm not Let's here. talk about why you believe something different and maybe I'll, yeah. maybe I'll come to a different conclusion. Or let's talk about something else because like, it's okay to be different. Yeah. And I've had people that are just like, no, like, I'm not talking, like, delete. Yeah. I think we've almost, we've almost lost that ability to be able to disagree and then have a proper conversation about it. Like, yes. as soon as anyone disagrees with anyone now, like, it's probably yeah. the online, like, part of it is probably a big, big yeah. reason for that because you can't actually have a proper conversation when you yeah. disagree with someone. And it's either going to go, like, let's say, I'll look at Facebook, I don't yeah. really post much on there anymore because it's a lot of crap. Um, <laughs> but people will post something and it's either going to be really positive people that support something or assholes that... Mm. For some reason, write a comment that's just they won't. They won't like you said. They won't have a proper conversation. They'll yeah. be like, "You're wrong. Go home." You're an idiot. Like, yeah. And it's like, yeah. what, why? And then how people respond to that, like yeah. your your reaction to things, like you can control that. Why are you? Why, what is bringing you to get so angry at someone having, let's say, happiness in their life? Yeah. There's a, some people you've probably noticed them where someone's getting results and someone will go. Nah, like it's not that good. Like yeah. it's not as good as what that is, or something like that. And like yeah. I do it to myself when it's like I'm working out or in business, I compare and it's yeah. all that. But I don't take it to the level of like negatively influencing myself. Yeah. And I just look at it and go, what's what's actually happening in that person? But, but everyone's gonna do it because that's just I think that's human nature yeah. to compare and to to um to check you know what everyone else yeah. is doing. And I think we should be aware of everything that's going on but we should just focus on ourselves like from a like from a business point of view I couldn't give two fucks about what the gyms yeah. around me are doing like I honestly don't care because yeah. if I'm focused on them I'm not focusing on us yeah. you're not worried about any time in morning yeah um, there's an any time in morning <laughs> who? well that's that's look a good case recently for me was last night I was talking to one of my mates that we've we've been in companies together for, for almost five years that's cool and we're really good mates and we've always been authentic and real with each other about everything and we're we're actually mates we weren't just mates because of work yeah. it was mates because we, we like each other and he like all this crypto talks coming in he's making a lot of money like six figures type yeah. stuff and I'm like oh damn like in, inside of me I was like because we went through the same journey. We both did well and then didn't do well and we're trying to find something. Why I went, not me? I went into my companies. He went into his stuff. Yeah. But in my head, there was two sides of it. It was like, damn, I'm so happy for you, man. Like you, I've seen you go through the shit and go yeah. through those challenges and all the life stuff that just went wrong for you and you've done well and you've kept kind of like consistent and knowing that something's going to happen yeah. and it's paid off for him. And it took yeah. five years, like that whole... Quotes are coming up on Instagram like it takes 10 years to have that one year that will change <laughs> yeah. your life. Like stuff like that. Yeah, the overnight success that took 25 years yeah. and, and 80-hour weeks and things like that. Yeah, and like for me, that, that there was that side of it, like the, the I'm so happy for you, but it was also like, man, I, I wish I had have listened to him when he told me about it the first time. But then, again, it comes back to that awareness, not so much gratitude, but it's that awareness of just going, be happy for him. If you're... You've got a partner, yes? Yeah. If she goes and eats a good meal and she's really happy about that meal, are you happy for it? <laughs> or are you like, why the, Why did she have a good meal? Why like, didn't you make me a good meal? Yeah. Yeah. No, well, that's the thing. But that's a mindset. Like, I wouldn't even think about me not having that meal. Like, that's just my yeah. way I look at it. But, and, and being, I would say, how good is that? Being a trainer, you've got that trained, not optimism, but that trained almost encouragement to support yeah. people because you kind of have to if you're putting yeah. people down the gym 
Yeah, yeah I think there's, there's a... There's a oh, you wouldn't go, oh, you're a fat shit. Like, like you're doing shit. <laughs> yeah, you're but, you're, that, you're, but you're gonna... but it's encouragement, but it's encouragement because that's who I am as a person. It's yeah. not like... And yes, it's probably learned to a point because of my job and what I do, but it's all genuine. And yes. I genuinely get excited when my clients hit a, hit a PB, yeah. even if it's higher than my PB. Yeah. Like... That doesn't matter because it's all about them. It's their, it's they're on a journey, yeah. and it's just about supporting them. And whether it, it's KP, my partner, drink, uh, having an awesome meal, and me not getting any, you know, that is what it, it is. What it is. Like it, if, oh, what's the? I'm going to say whose quote it is after the recent allegations over the last couple of months. But one of the Harvey Weinstein. No, <laughs> no, it was Louis C.K. One of his things that he said once in one of his TV shows was. Um, you should never look in your neighbor's bowl to see if you have more than them. Yeah. You should look in your neighbor's bowl to see if they have enough. Yeah. And like that's a perfect quote for me. Like it's yeah. if someone is struggling with something, find out how you can help them rather than going, hey, why don't they have that? And that's just a mindset thing. And because there's people all around us that have more than us in certain areas, but then don't have more than us in other areas and vice versa. So I think it's a really simple but it's just mindset for me. Yeah. You're hitting a lot of a lot of good feels for me because it's like that's that's a gratitude thing. Like, yeah. you, oh, man, it's I think we've spoken about this on the phone um, a couple of times, and it's like everyone's got their problems. You're you're gonna have things that yeah. go wrong in life and stuff like that. I was talking about before, and at the end of the day, your problems are probably nothing compared to someone that's yeah. got no home, no food, no shelter, no clothing, and yet we're torn. On this thing. And that's where gratitude for me comes back in because it's like I had a friend go through a lot of family issues and you know as much as we're sarcastic and laugh about it now it was pretty bad at the time and I'm like I had a problem at home and I'm like oh my life ain't that bad like yeah. look what he's going through well, like but that's exactly it like I was able to you know 12 months ago when I was going through some shitty times I was able to have talk, like talk to people who were going through much worse times yeah. and they were able to talk to me about people that were going through worse times than them and it's yeah. but it's all perspective and it's yeah. all your perception on how you want to look at whether it be something bad happening or something good happening or someone having something else like it's just your perception is going to be reality so if you perceive like if I perceive you with a full bottle of water in front of me and me with a half bottle of water and go well fuck why don't I have a full <laughs> bottle of water in front of me like I'm going to be, like I could get really shitty about that if it's yeah in a wider scale out in the world somewhere but at the same time you've got water Ed's got water. Ed's finished his beer. Would you like another one? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the ability to to look at the people around you and make sure they're okay and then we can all move forward together. Yeah. And that's like, I one of my big things at work is being a role model for my staff yeah. because my staff will be role models for the people who come into the gym mm-hmm. and then it, everyone looks after each other. Yeah. And the people that have been coming to the gym for a long time look after the people that, have been, that are fresh and, and it's just this magical cycle where everyone picks each other up every day and what a tribe and environment to be in where everyone's supporting each other exactly and but that's we've just lost that ability to have communities and have tribes and I love that word I love that word tribe because it's just a a group of people that are there to support one another and there's you take egos out of it everyone's got to eat everyone's got to hopefully have a roof over their head everyone's got to sleep everyone's got things going on but it's a matter of supporting each other through yeah all that shit and it's as simple as that and on top of that like it's being authentic with those people and genuine that yeah if something's going wrong you speak up and I know that when people are going through trouble it's hard to speak up you don't want to share like 
hey, I'm broke or yeah. hey, I've got this. Because you want to have it. We have this. I want to have an image of myself. Mm. But like for me, I've got my my three in my tribe that we're honest about everything. If yeah. we need something, I'm like, hey, I, I need this. Mm. And it's always, well, I'm here to support you. Yeah. But it's having that ability to be vulnerable to yeah. the, like to everyone or, or to the people around you that, yeah. that I guess are like stakeholders in your life, whether they're friends or family or co-workers or yeah. whatever. If you can be vulnerable and actually put yourself out there, you're, like, you're going to be okay because people want to help. Everyone wants yes. to help. And that's the thing that like I've found. We've been like, like we've, I'm fortunately in a position where my team can, can do fundraisers. We do one big fundraiser every year and, and everyone in the community wants to help. And yep. it's as simple as that. Like if you give them a vessel to do so, people will help. And I think the question for you, do you think people are inherently good or evil? It's a good one. I think people are just doing what is in their belief system. Yeah. So it's not good or bad. It's just whatever they they think is, and then other people will conceive that as good or bad. Yeah. So it's all up to perception. Right. Yeah. What, what do you think? think? Like, I think a big thing that's been coming up with this thing that I've been thinking about, thinking about mulling over is the subjectivity of experiences. So when you think people are good or evil. Um, Again, that's a subjective sort of thing. So, um, so someone might do something to you that is uh, so like you see someone speeding subjectively and they're doing the wrong thing to you. Yeah. But you might not know about their um, child at home who's you know there might be a, this literally yeah. happened to my mother when there was when the Arthur C fires back in like ninety six or whatever it was. So I was five years old at home, so she was going one hundred and eighty down the freeway, and you think that person's a fucking idiot. Um, but there, she was risking her life and the safety of others was probably like objectively dumb, but it's for her kids. So for yeah. her, she was doing maybe not a good thing, but it was justified. But so it was the right, yeah, it was the right I thing think, for her at that time. Yeah, like Carlos says, it comes down to your belief systems. I don't think, I honestly think people are neutral and it depends how you metabolize experiences that happen to you. That's where things like perspective and, um, you know, gratitude and all those sort of things come into it. So it depends how you look at it. So I think that's a problem with people in general. Like you were saying with the water bottle thing, what I couldn't help but think about when you said, I've got half a water bottle and Carlo's got his because Carlo hasn't touched his. <laughs> yeah. Where you, you've been drinking yours. People still do that. So like, I don't get why, um, especially as you sort of get later in life, finance is probably the easiest one that everyone can relate to. Like, I don't know why, you know, my best friend's buying a house, but I can't. We're like, well, your best friend's put $50 away a week, yeah. every week since he was 16. And you've been so in smash for the last yeah, four years. and that's why he was sitting on 50 But that's good. Though, yeah, right? oh, it's good. No, that's <laughs> like, I think, and I think people are... But you've got to own those decisions, right? Like if... People like, don't. Yeah. I yeah. think it's rare. I yeah. think you're probably in a very privileged position in the sense that you surround yourself and props to you for this in a position where you have people that take responsibility for their actions, they're very, they've got great perception and that's probably something, that, that is definitely something that's fostered through Virtus and um, it's something that I've sort of looked at and thought I want to do so I've started doing that as well and same with, I know Carlo does it as well, you surround yourself with people that are conducive to your growth and your progression. Yeah, well, environment's everything. Like you were saying before, um, with Virtus, like you've built that environment so, but some people just don't do that. Yeah. So when you're not in that sort of environment that's conducive for your growth and it comes back to good and evil, people are much likely, more likely to tear people down around them. And I think that comes from a basal insecurity that people have. If you're not secure in your space, whether that's through your relationships, your finances, whatever it might be, you're more likely to lash out 
and tear people down because it's yeah. much easier to say Lockie, like, oh, Lockie's got a successful gym because he's got Cam underneath him. Yeah. He works hard or, man, he's a really good coach or whatever it works yeah. might be. Or like, oh, he was lucky to get Greg because he's a really good physiotherapist <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. Like, um, you can always look for reasons for why people are the way they are in a negative way, but you can also look for look at the fact that I know you do 16 hour days. Mm. And, and I know you, you, you've told me on multiplications you wake up and you don't want to you don't want to get up, but it's always but you get up and through. you do it and you take that action and you, and you like on like on that point, like especially late lately, I've had mornings where I'm just like I don't want to get up, like but I've got 14, 15, 16 people waiting for me at the gym and I've got to get up, but then I get there and you will not find me at 7am upset or sad yeah. or annoyed or grumpy. I'll be incredibly happy at 7am when I've had that session with those that crew because like, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be able to coach them because I'm helping them get better. But at the same time, they're giving me the motivation to get out of bed. So it's, I don't know, it's a simple one for me. And yeah, I think that one of the really simple things I kind of look at is just mindset on how you view a situation like like I said before if you if you want to get a what was the Cadbury chocolate that I uh, asked for the other day and you haven't brought me one in oh god shit that's why you're so grumpy this yeah morning. correct um <laughs> oh the dairy roll uh, dairy milk rolls dairy milk rolls so if I want to have a dairy milk roll at night right and I have my dairy milk roll and I feel and I went oh fuck I shouldn't have had that I feel so shitty about myself I'm going to be shitty all night and I'm going to have that that cortisol release and all that mm. stuff that comes with me going, I shouldn't have eaten that, yep. right? But if I go, you know what? I'm going to have this dairy milk roll and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to move on with my life. Like my body gets the same nutrients one way or the other, but the way my body reacts to that nu- those nutrients is going to be completely different depending on my, how my mindset is, right? And I think too many people, and this is something I see a lot and I'm sure, Carlo, you'll, you see this a lot because of, I guess, the industry you're in with the snack box stuff, is people will have that negative thought process after treating themselves to something nice daily and it's just something that they get used to and it's just I'm going to eat this type of chocolate chocolate ice cream and I'm going to feel real shit about myself for the next 24 hours then I'm going to do it again and then I'm going to do it again and it becomes that that feedback loop where I eat this I feel shit about myself and that doesn't that's not conducive to to positive body image and self esteem Mm -hmm. and all those things that we all look for but for me that's just mindfulness What's on an answer for both of you? What's mindfulness to you guys? I think mon- mindfulness is being uh, look at the words I'm gonna bring it here. <laughs> is I I use a lot in in consciousness and awareness. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you think about yeah, that was that nice on the podcast. Um, the Again, talking about this before, your thoughts are just your thoughts and your reactions are your reactions. Yeah. But you're the consciousness behind those things. So whether you believe you're a spiritual being, have a human experience or whatever it may be, mindfulness is thinking things or and reacting to things, but knowing and being aware of those things. Mm-hmm. So why are you thinking that thing? Why are you wanting that certain type of food? Why are you feeling down about this situation? And then it comes back to being aware of what things are, seeing it for what it is, being what it is, and then going on from there. That mindfulness is knowing those thoughts and seeing them for what they are. Good. I like that. Edward? Uh, it's perspective for me. So being, it's something that I've tried practicing more because I was never a mindful person. I was always, 
I'd had a bit of a period where I was sort of just reactive. And I thought there was a time at day four at uni games at like 2am that we were pretty mindful. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt, but it was more like, why am I here? What am I doing with my life? That was probably the most like self-reflection I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Been there. Um, no, it's just because I've always been someone that's been a bit whimsical with my emotions and just like if I'm angry, I let myself be angry and, you know, that eventually sort of learn. I think that's a sort of natural process for most people that it doesn't, it's not conducive to growth. Yeah. Or beneficial in most cases. Um, so I think mindfulness for me is perspective on, from an internal value, like being, I guess, not mindful, but having the sort of, Reflective tools to be able to analyze what I'm feeling and break it down and see why and see if there is any rationale behind it. Yeah. Um, and then again, looking at sort of how I've been living my life. So if I've been really moody recently and I'm going, well, I've been eating like shit, then I know yeah. why. So it's just, yeah. It's being able to look at everything at once and look at yeah. the whole. Yeah. Just the, look yeah, at the whole snack box before you just look at the. Yeah. The Carry the Carry the box. Two plugs. <laughs> how good. So. I think I don't know if I've asked you this question so if I haven't I want you to answer it as well what does the next 5-10 years look like for you? It's interesting you ask that because I've been going through a process of looking at what is the big goals for yep. those years yep. and then working back because it's always that process of you see the top Reverse of the ladder yeah. you see the top of the ladder but you've got to take every step along the way you can't just jump to the top so it's for 10 it's hard it's honestly because yeah. I'm like I'm so minded that I how old are you now? 23. 23 so I could take on so many different things. I, I could be a soccer player. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, um, but definitely for three, three to five years, it's, it's definitely working on the company. Yeah. Um, definitely traveling Australia in that coffee van, that idea. Um, I, that's in terms of business, in terms of life, I think I'll just keep progressing from where I am, but I do have those certain things that are, I want to improve, like my body image, my health. Yeah. Um, would like to have certain assets in my life. Would like to travel to certain places. But uh, yeah, I'm still going through that process of pinpointing exactly what I want. Because right now, like a lot of things have changed. Like this company blew up pretty quickly for us in the past six months. Yep. So before that, it was kind of like, what am I, what am I doing? And now with the podcast coming out as well in the new year, it's awesome. like there's just so many things that could happen. So what's the main ones that I want to have done, and then work back from there so still working that out I like it sorry for the half answer no that's okay <laughs> but, I don't, but I think it's okay to have a half answer with stuff like that because you don't have to know yeah but you're working towards figuring it out and you might never know but you'll move from one thing to another and to another and to another and I'm good minded about it I'd exactly anything could happen mm-hmm. I've no idea <laughs> at all um, <laughs> ideally if I my choice I get my van and then fuck off interviewing people for a year full year <laughs> awesome uh, I want to try and do one uh, someone a day so 365 interviews in a year that'd be cool yeah be hard a lot of work but the yeah. truth is it scares the shit out of me and I need to do I've never been good at doing things that scare me and I think you learn a lot from them yeah. so I want to do I guess as a general goal a very general goal is just do more shit that scares me yeah. um, and then and excites you yeah mm. oh yeah it's not like I'm just going to be both bear wrestling it's cool yeah. that bear. Um, but yeah just doing more stuff that pushes my boundaries as scary as that is for everyone um, and sort of learning from that because I, 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 do, I do believe you find out who you are in the situations that test you the most and mm. you can sort of build and adjust from there so doing more of that it's a super cliche quote but 
and like we've got it drawn out on our wall at Virtus. It's just life happens outside your comfort zone. It's a simple like it's one of those like used way too much. Yeah. Super cliche, but no, like it's used on girls with their asses. <laughs> yeah, like, there you go. There you go. That's but, part of it, man. <laughs> it's important. I'm like, out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But like that, like that really simple thing, like thing like cliches are cliches for a reason because there's something that people resonated with over and over and over again yeah. so much that it becomes overused but that ability to make that decision and pull the trigger and actually go you know what fuck it I'm going to get in my van I'm going to start organising interviews I'm just going to drive around Australia and interview 365 people like I cannot wait to the day that you call me and tell me that you're doing that like how amazing would that be for you so stop being a pussy and just fucking do it yeah, you know you want to do it, mate. Still think right. money. It's that's, not important. That's a factor. It's not important. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> I, know, I know. <laughs> <It's> I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going to be one of my questions at the end. But and if that's your like your final answer, that's fine. But what would you two do if you couldn't fail and money wasn't an option or an issue? Say so. Same shit. Yeah. Good. Good question. I ask it a lot to people, and it would be I would travel. The, mine. How I ask it is different. So if you've got thirty days left and like money, money's not an issue. What would yeah. you do with you the last thirty days? Yeah. But it'd still be the same. It would travel, travel the world with my family, mm-hmm. uh, or with the people I love, and speak on stages, big or small, about gratitude. Because I think that for me, is just like my impact I want to have on people. Yeah. It's just teaching that because you said it before. You started using gratitude in nearly every time you start to speak now. Mm. But it, that, that's my growth as a person, my ability to be aware of that. But now I'm not even necessarily aware of it. It's just something I do. Yeah. Like it's just natural. And like, it's good because you're seeing things for what they are, but you see the benefits in yeah. things. And I think if people can do that no matter what situation they're in, they can use that and move forward. And yeah. I think that's... Is that why you want to start a podcast? Talk about gratitude? Yeah. And I have some awesome conversations like this here that yeah. I think the people I connect with and that's one of the things that I know that I'm strong at is just connecting with people and having good relationships. They've got so much to share and I think that people would get a lot out of and I think that I'm being selfish just taking it in for myself and not, not sharing it out there. So, Well, I was kind of fighting with that, like with the podcast because I was there was a couple of weeks there where some of the amazing conversations I had didn't get as many views or Mm -hmm. listens as I was hoping for as I expected because the numbers were important to me and then I was just like well wait hold on a second like why am I doing this podcast like I'm doing it to talk to cool cool people to have really cool conversations to meet new people like like Ed was saying like the people that you've met through the happiness project Mm -hmm. and now people that you talk to daily weekly monthly like people that you weren't aware of beforehand and it's the same thing with me like I've met some really cool people and I basically do this to hear everyone else's stories and to help me with all the things that I struggle with and to, I guess, double up on the things that I'm doing well and make sure like, you know, that I am on the right path. And then if 10, 15, 20, 500, 2,000, 3,000 people listen to it then and get something out of it, then it's a win. Like, it doesn't matter if it's 10 people or if it's 2,000. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, I had to check why I was doing it and that ability to come back to that and, like, you, like, you're starting your podcast because of that why. You want to be able to teach that gratitude. So it's a simple, it's a simple answer, but it's hard to come to that realisation sometimes mm. and actually check yourself. And people might see it as, like, I want to start a podcast to make money. And that, that's fine. Like, I'm sure there's monetary options in mm. doing stuff like that. But if, if there are any, can someone let me know? <laughs> 
Cadbury sponsored the podcast. Um, already did the last one. Sponsored the last one. Mate, you gave me nothing. You just plugged Cadbury for ten minutes. That's I've, the sponsorship. I've only got a box in the car. I offered to get you a box of chocolates, <laughs> and you said not in the gym. I asked for some milk. This is not the gym. I asked for some milk rolls. Get me some milk rolls. I'll get you some bloody milk rolls. Fuck it. Can't wait. <laughs> and then they come to the case. You're going to have about 300 in here. <laughs> They'll load up. He'll come back. It won't look you. as good as what it looks no, like. Yeah. <laughs> Just see the cabbage truck rocks up next week. I'd be all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be upset. All right. I've got it. Carlo, we've got a bunch of questions for you. Yep. You would have heard some of them before. Mm-hmm. And I want Ed to jump in with a couple as well. Yep. Because I, I could keep asking Ed the same questions, but he'll keep giving me shitty answers. First one. Have you ever had a defining moment? Plenty, lots, heaps. What was your most defining, defining moment? Oh, it's a, it's really tough. <laughs> it's an interesting one. It's a tough one because there's been a lot that have. Um, I think the gratitude, having that mentor yeah. come in and just notice me as a person, but then teach me that gratitude was like no that's one's awesome. ever done that before. Yeah, and that's impacted every day of my life. And now my attitude, my passion, my vision. It's cool. You can have one thing, like one thing that changes everything. Well, this this is my thing now that I ask. I try ask everyone, I think, I can't remember if I said this before, but I think it's, I ask someone, if this is the last time you see me, yeah. what can you teach me? What will you teach me that I'm going to keep with, maybe not die or anything, but I just never see you again, what are you going to teach me? Three sets of 12 me? isn't the best way to get bigger biceps. It's working pretty well for me. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it like, I, because everyone has a different view on it, so I had, one answer was, I'd teach you how to rip a mad handstand, and I'm like, <laughs> Awesome. Has that going to impact my daily life? Hey, do a handstand and don't smile afterwards, I dare. But, exactly. Like, <laughs> but that's just how they think about it. Like, yeah. For me, it's gratitude. I can teach you to go to deep gratitude, like mm. a couple of minutes. So yeah. what would be, and I'm reversing the question, yeah. but what's... My thing would be to... It's got to be tangible. Yeah. My Mine would be to help people find the things that scare and excite them yeah. at the same time. And I have a process to do that. It's yeah. my, my goal thing. More, more, part of my goal setting process yeah. is awesome. I have kind of like your superficial surface level goals where, yep. which is just what, why, how yep. um, and it's just a quick conversation and people writing down what, what they want why do you want it yeah. and, and how are you going to get there and then the kind of deeper deeper goals what we call ABC goals which I've done a podcast on but really really simply A goals are what do you have what do you want that you already have so it's all based around desire Yep. and it's the A, a is being happy with what you've got. So for me, I want a performance center, I want a podcast. Cool. What do I need to do to keep those things? I need to keep keep organizing podcasts and recording them. Yep. And I need to keep rocking up to work and looking after my staff, my clients. So it's being aware of what you have and grateful for what you have and then knowing what you need to do to keep that. Yep. And then your B goals are really, really simple. They're just what do you want that you don't already have? So for me, it might be, or for Ed, it might be he wants to get a van. He knows the steps to get a van. I could tell him like how, how to get a van. Yep. Save some cash. Go buy a van. Done. Yeah. The B goals are things that you you know the steps to, and if you don't know the steps to, you should be you could be able, you could enlist the help of your allies, the people around you, yeah. to help you get there. So if I want to, if mine's a monetary one and I want to earn a million dollars a year, I go and talk to someone about how they earn a million dollars a year. Like it can be as yeah. simple as that. Yeah. And then so once you kind of get all the superficial stuff or the not super like the things that aren't the massive crazy crazy dream stuff out you go what do you want that both scares and excites you at the same time mm-hmm. and that's your C goal or C goals and then what are two steps to get to to, to move towards it like I'm, like if I had to drive to Mildura tonight and I don't know the directions I'll turn the turn my car lights on and I'll be able to see 
to as far as they'll go and I drive to where that extends to and then it shows me the next step and it's just about taking one step and then taking another step and taking another yeah. step so for me my my seagull at the moment is to be able to grab a KP and travel anywhere in the world f- whenever I want and know that Virtus keeps helping people and keeps growing yeah. and I can't do that at the moment but I know that if I empower my staff to Help to take on more responsibility and if I look after my clients uh, like they're my family then I'm going to move towards that third step that opens up yeah. and vice versa and I think like that's a like it took me three minutes to, to talk about it like that's something that I love talking to people about yeah. and that'd be the first thing that'd be the last thing if someone was to come to me and ask me that question that'd be what I'd give them yeah. because it's but the cool thing about that is you don't have to... Like, if you want to hang out in your A-goals, by all means, hang out in your A-goals. Like, you'll get to a point where you go, you know what? I know what my C-goal is now. If you don't yeah. know what your C-goal is, one of your B-goals could be find a C-goal. Yeah. Like, it's as simple as that. So, yeah, that's my answer to your question. I'm going to jump in really quickly on that. Uh, I went to a seminar two years ago with Ben Harvey, and the one thing that I still keep, that I took out of that is he went through a process of, of explaining that what he, he asked nearly everyone, what is something that you do when you feel the most passionate, the most empowered, the most inspired, the most fulfilled in life. Yeah. That's good. And everyone was yelling out different things like, you know, when I look after my kids or whatever. But it's there's a certain action of of what's happening. And it's to cut it short, I'm not gonna ask it all day. It's when you teach someone something and it improves their life yeah. in some way. Every yeah. human being gets that nearly everyone I hope everyone yep. gets that same feeling whether it's you're a gardener and you teach someone something an electrician yeah. you're teaching someone in the gym and it improves their life mm. me teaching someone gratitude it doesn't have to be monetary you can make it monetary yeah. but if that's what gives you the most fulfillment why aren't you doing it all the time mm. yeah I like that simple question sorry um, you go again <laughs> I've got nothing <laughs> alright if you could if you could add five subjects to the school curriculum to teach year nines and tens, what would you put in there? Five. Five. Gratitude, obviously, the first one. Gratitude. What would that fall under mindfulness? Like, yeah, we've got gratitude, mindfulness, financial skills. Good. Um, relationships. And... It's a tough one. I never really thought about it, but it'd be something to do with definitely nutrition. Yeah, nutrition and health. Like, I know it's there. Yeah, but more it's not done very well. Yeah, and like, there's a lot of really well-meaning teachers and stuff. Yeah. We like we've done some stuff in schools, and it's just not taught very well. <laughs> and it, and it's because it's there's so much shitty information out there. It's hard to it's hard to figure out what the good stuff is. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> it's just the. Uh, big chocolate companies and stuff but yeah they're pretty good (laughs) 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 wow okay not Saturday um alright what do you got for us mate who's the person you respect most in the world outside of your close personal relationships and why damn uh so it's outside of friends Mm -hmm. friends and family I would say someone I listen to on a podcast would be like 
Lewis Howes, someone that I can relate to from going from an athlete and, and nothing and then going to something where he's all about helping other people and, and giving out that um, that information. Mm. Just dedicating his life to doing that, whether it's paid or not, like Tony Robbins, someone like that. I'd, it's a tough one. It's a good question. I love the I love the power that podcasts have to make you feel like you know someone yeah. intimately, even though you've never met them. Like one of the girls at the gym who listens to the podcast, she said to me, she goes, I feel like I know so much more about you. Like we've had some really cool conversations. <laughs> yeah. So it's not someone that I don't know. But she said, I feel as though I know so much more about you because I've just listened to, you know, who have we done now? Like 50 hours of you talking. <laughs> and I don't wish that upon anybody. But yeah. she, like she, like, and it was a really cool conversation because I'm like, how good is that that you know all this stuff without actually needing to ask me yeah. and you get to know someone intimately without talking to them and like I feel the same thing same way about you know Rogan and Tim Ferriss and guys that I listen to a lot imagine if you met them you'd just be like hey, I'm going to I meet Rogan this, this. that's cool mm. I'm definitely going to meet Rogan that's yeah when I get to 52 podcasts I'll, I'll move heaven and earth to because uh, that was one of the goal I set myself 52 podcasts one a week for a year when I when I get to that I'll move heaven and earth to, to meet him even if it's just a handshake that's uh, because he's the he's the one that got me got me into doing this. So awesome! It's an interesting one. All right, what are you most proud of? See, I look at this very differently because I've been asked these questions, and again, so many things. Mm. But proud of the the they come down to family things for me. One is I'm proud of like my little brother. He's had his own challenges and stuff, plays for yeah. the national team for the nice. Paris. Um, just fighting his disability and just making the most of life. But then for me, it was also like being in weddings, being a groomsman in a wedding is like a massive honor and proud moment for me because it's like that person cares about you that yeah. much, he wants you next to him. Like and that. then it was, you know, being the godfather for my nephew. Like, perfect. Yeah, it's, That's good. it's just something really cool that I'm so proud of. I like that. The flip side of that, what are you most ashamed of? Again, there's heaps. Uh, <laughs> I am ashamed that I ashamed that I used my niceness for manipulation at one stage of my life. Did you use that? Now, can you look back at that time and and understand kind of where you went wrong and what you would do differently? Hundred percent. Now, next time. Hundred percent. And. I'll go into the topic. It was with women. Like, we know how to communicate. You can move it however you want it. Mm. And now, from going through it, it's like, damn, you shouldn't have like shouldn't have done that. But if you didn't do that, you wouldn't have learned. Yeah. And now it's like, be open, honest, and be authentic. Like Whereas before I wasn't. So, but it's a learning problem. experience. Yeah. What's the smallest failure you learned the most from? I thought you were answering that. No, this is your podcast, mate. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> what was it? What was the smallest failure you've had that you've learned the most from? Smallest failure. Mm-hmm. Smallest failure that I learned the most from. It's a good question. Yeah. Everyone learns I like that the, question. Everyone learns from the big mistakes. But I learned a lot from. Cool. This is for both of you. Yeah, I'm thinking. Need some elevated music. Sleeping in 
and missing and getting getting to tra- like our group training late and like it and some people will look at this and again it's perception and look at this and saying you're a fucking idiot you just slept in everyone sleeps in just move on with your life but I it was one morning maybe earlier in the year and I slept in maybe 10 minutes and I would have been 15 minutes late but everyone was waiting out the front like we had a big group and I was so shitty driving all the way there and I got there and I was I, like I got the session done I was still shitty like, like I said before I'm never shitty at 7am mm. But I, I was grumpy and I was like really annoyed at myself. And then I, I went and had, um, I think I went and had coffee with a mate and then went and sat at the beach because I, I think I was still grumpy at myself. And I was just like, why am I grumpy? Like I've got this hot, like I've got 12 hours, of, like it was one of my big days. And I was like, I've got 12 hours of my day left. If I'm grumpy now and grumpy all the way through, I'm going to waste this whole day. Mm. And it was just like a little light bulb moment that, and I, I think I wrote a like I wrote a post on it because I was like, all the things that I fuck up, I want to help people learn from it as well as me learn from it. And it was just a simple mindset change, just flick of the switch, just going, well, shit, I've got an awesome day. I'm gonna make the most of it, and yeah, game changer. Like that was not, not a defining moment, but that was a really small fuck up that changed a lot of different things. Mm. I'm still stuck. Like it'd be like. Going out one night when I, I shouldn't have been <laughs> to be up the next morning or something like like that, and I learned a lot from it because it was like don't take life so seriously, mm. and that's why I've been learning a lot lately. And people that do take it so seriously, I'm always if I know them well, I use my sarcasm, yeah, and just try and break them down and get them to laugh about everything because it's just why take life so seriously? Like be passionate, be all that sort not, of stuff. If you're not having fun and loving what you're doing, what's the point? Yeah, like, do you know Aubrey Marcus? Do you listen to Aubrey I know Aubrey Marcus. I haven't listened to his podcast. Much. Okay awesome one to listen to highly recommend but he's one I follow and listen, like read all his stuff yeah. and things like that well he's 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 saying he's said it a lot in the past few podcasts is there's two rules to the game the game of life is enjoy it and help everyone else enjoy it too yeah that's cool it's simple simple I think yeah I don't need more podcasts or audio books or things yeah. in my life but <laughs> that's, that's like when someone recommends a book I'm like it's going to add to the list yeah and exactly. I haven't gotten through the first 10 from two yeah. years ago so yeah but when you do find that book that you're like, I have to listen to this, you, you listen, you, or yeah. I have to read it or listen to it, you jump on it really yeah. quick. Are we flipping it on me? Yeah, what do you got, mate? But I'm perfect. Yeah, you are. That's true. Um, <laughs> I'd say the smallest failure. I think it's like the... it's a, And the reason I ask you guys is because usually these things are habitual and you sort of call yourself out. It's, it's work and expectation. Sometimes I don't work as much as I should. I feel I should and that's genuine it's not like I'm pushing myself to maximum limits and burning out and then thinking I should go more Mm -hmm. because like you said everyone has different limits yeah Um, but it's work coupled with the expectation because I sometimes I don't put in the work that I need to and I consider that a minor failure and then it's still and why it's a failure is because I still expect to be somewhere where it would have required me to put in that extra work Mm. so I get it with the project all the time um, I, you know, I want this many followers or this level of engagement or I want to do this many interviews this week and then I don't actively go out and find people to interview or I don't engage with my audience enough on the page and there's, you know, these things have a following effect. So it's things like that. Yeah. And I think it's really important to identify the things that are holding you back because usually they are those subtle things that you don't realise, like the dairy yeah. milk roll at night because it's very easy. It's much easier to validate things that are small. Yeah. But ultimately it's... Um, it's it's the small things that add up to the big processes. Really itching for a dairy milk roll at the moment. 
know who sponsored this podcast. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it in. <laughs> so, if Carlo, if you could invite three people to dinner, who would they be and why? Dead or alive? Branson. Good. Aubrey Marcus. Good. And Tom Value. Awesome. I like it. Why? Well, Branson, well, because I'm such a business-focused person, like I, I, they also come with the mindset and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, and I really like what they do and how they think. So, Branson would be well, Branson. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> so much knowledge on everything. Yeah. Um, Aubrey, because he has done a lot of work in stuff that I don't want to delve into, like plant medicine and stuff like that, and he's. It's hard to explain when you let's do it, but like in terms of ego, controlling your ego and knowing why you react to different yeah. things and when your ego is stepping in. Yeah. But then when your ego tricks itself to say, no, no, it's not my ego. It's just like it's just happening. But it is your ego saying that. Yeah. He just has a lot of knowledge on that, and um, I really like, respect that and admire that. And then Tom, because if like listening to impact theory and relationship theory. The way I, I like the way he thinks about relationships, about business, about life, because he doesn't just say business, business, business. Yeah. He goes through, I think negatively, I think this, but then I pull myself out of it by doing this. Yeah. And it's life in general. He doesn't just copy, doesn't just talk about one thing. It's that whole broad range, and that's why I, I really enjoy it. Like, I've listened to hours of it. That's cool. Awesome. Do you have another question? No? Cool. I've got two more for you. What is success to you? Enjoying life. Cool. Last one. What advice would you give a 15-year-old version of yourself? Hmm. Do you listen to Lewis Howes? No. It's very similar to the three, what's the three truths you'd give someone, like if you're about to die, like three things you'd say. I'd say learn more because at 15, I was just playing soccer. Mm-hmm. Like... Girls in soccer. Yeah. That's it. I think I've just cut my afro off and like, <laughs> I'm a fresh new person. Um, yeah, learn more because I just, not that I didn't pay attention during school, but I was just playing soccer. Like I could have learned so much more when I was 15 than, yeah. than I did. I played FIFA all the time. I'm like just, just being a normal kid. Um, love more. And for a 15 year old, that's kind of like, oh, I love people, but like love your friends, yeah. love your family. I know I moved away at 16 from my family, so if I had known to love them more and I've lived away for seven years and yeah. now being back there now, it's like, damn, I didn't... I could have done more, but that's that hindsight of foresight. Yeah. Um, so love more and then believe more because that's something that held me back in in soccer and in anything I did was the belief yeah. because yeah, I guess it still might be a little bit there now that it's that belief of believing myself to achieve something. And be holding me back when I was fifteen, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. I think about you? any fifteen year old could could take that advice. Um, actually, I've never thought about this question. I don't think. Um, fifteen year old me. Uh, if you don't want to do something and know that you should be doing it, do it anyway. Like I remember going, like I used to run, run a lot and play footy, and I'd. I'd be like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then I'd listen to my old man, and he'd, we'd go, and we'd get more. I'd get something out of it, and, and like the seven AM thing, I'd never leave unhappy. So listen to my parents more would probably be one. Probably be one. Um, <laughs> as hard as that is for any young kid to say, like <laughs> I've lived a life before us. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I think if you get, I think when you get to you know early twenties, mid twenties, and you're actually able to sit back and go, you know what, my parents were right most of the time. 
Um, yeah, I think that's that's that'll be the big one. Listen mm-hmm. to my parents more. I was listening to a book the other day. Um, it's actually called Understanding Women, which one of the one of my staff members has been banging on about it for ages. And I'm like, finally, listen, finally, listen. But it talked about when you're dependent on someone, and mm-hmm. whether it be a relationship or parents or whatever, you'll find ways to um, to push back all the time, and there'll always be that ways to push back. So I think. Like that's just a natural thing as a kid to not want to agree with your parents. But they're right. Mm. <laughs> if there's any 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds listening, they're right. Just listen to them. Mm. And yeah. And just do the things you want to do. And I don't I think I've been pretty lucky that I've always done that, but just just to make sure. Yeah. Last one for you. Do you have any No, he doesn't get one. I answer those already. He has. Last one for you. Do you have a fun fact for everyone to finish off? You know, I used to have an afro. That's not a fun fact, yeah, right? You've told us twice. Pretty damn big. Um, <laughs> That's cool. What's a fun fact? Uh, I live on a vineyard. That's cool. Like, my, my grandparents have like 40 goats and <laughs> it's it's pretty like farmer wants a wife type lifestyle, but I like it. Yeah, it's it's different from the city. <laughs> Perfect. Mate, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. And thanks Ed for chipping in occasionally. Thank you. Keep <laughs> inspiring, guys.